Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Amanda Jefferson. And I'm Brooke Forey. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Okay, today, Amanda... Yes. We're going to be talking about a few things, but we really kind of need to take it back a little bit because mm. our first episode, we talked about laundry, mm. which is a hard-hitting topic. Hard-hitting. As it was, we discussed. Yeah, titillating. It really was. <laughs> um, but we kind of need to take it back a little bit to talk about how we met. I feel like our listeners, all all four of them so far, <laughs> I mean, hopefully 4,000. Our but, moms and, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. Moms, spouses, <laughs> friends that we forced to listen. Um, You know, I feel like taking it back to how we met and how this podcast came to be in the midst of a million other things in our lives is a fun story. Yeah, we're like a little rom-com. Yeah. Like, what was our meet? Our meet cute. So, (laughs) we haven't really talked about this before. So, I am going to tell the story about how I remember meeting. Okay. Um, And then I I would love to hear, like, if it's different. Yeah, your version. So, our kids went to the same daycare. Yes. Let's see. Graham started there in like 2014, the beginning of 2014. So I think pretty soon after that, maybe that spring, there was a picnic. The picnic, The picnic. And I remember our kids were in the same class at that point. Yes. And um, I didn't really know many other families there. I was still like really frazzled, new mom, really just... Because Graham was like one. Yeah. He was like 14 months when he started there. So get to this picnic. We start setting up our, you know, our food at this table. And I think, I remember you saying like, oh, I think your daughter is in. No, nope. I already messed it up. (laughs) You're like, I think your son is in my daughter's class. And I being the socially awkward introvert that I am stumbled over my words and I was like, yeah, mm, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> I don't remember you being awkward. Okay. I, I, I don't. I remember being very awkward. <laughs> but we struck up a conversation with our husbands and um, we ended up on the little playground. Yes. Little slide area. Yeah. Uh-huh. Watching our kids play and run around. Yeah. And I remember just like totally hitting it off. I remember at one point you were like, so do you think you're going to have another second? Yes. Uh, another See, this kid. Is exactly what I remember too. It's so funny. And okay. like... For some people, maybe that would be like too early to have that conversation. But I loved that you just dove right into like the like let's let's bypass the small talk and like are you thinking about having another another child? <laughs> How's your nice to meet you? How's your sex life? Oh well, now 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was like, I was like, I liked her. She was super cool. And then, um, you know, I think we would run into each other occasionally at drop-off and pick-up, and I would always say hi. Yeah. And then I basically recruited you to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there being a Halloween party, or not Halloween party, but there was a parade. Mm-hmm. And I had my camera out, and I was taking pictures of all the kids, and I ended up getting a cute picture of you and your daughter, Isabel. And stalker that I am, I I went into, like, the emails from the daycare director. and fa- Okay, so this fa- I don't remember. Oh, okay. see, I remember this. Yeah, okay. I, like, found your email address because I'm a stalker. And I sent you this picture. I was like, oh, hey, Amanda, I got this really cute picture of you and Isabel. Isabel, I thought you would like it. And I sent it to you. And then just I want to find of, that picture now. We've got to dig up that email. Oh, I'm sure I can. Archives. I can dig it up. Okay. Because I'm a stalker. Yep. Um, As we've established. But we just kind of like then started to strike up a friendship, which for mm-hmm. me at that time in my motherhood journey was really, really hard to like meet mom friends. Yeah. But you were just super cool and I wanted to be your friend. And I eventually met some other moms in- at the tot lot. At the tot lot. That was your scoping ground. I've picked up lots of other moms <laughs> at the tot lot. Our friend Erin, yep. Caitlin, and I were introduced uh, through a mutual friend at the tot lot. So eventually I kind of got a little group of us together to start doing what we called, um, I think we called it like post-bedtime happy hour. So like after all the kids were in bed, because bedtime yeah. was early at that point for kids, for our kids. And um, we started hanging out. And then you're stuck with me. And here but we are. We Here we are. But I would love to hear your version of that story. Yeah. So I definitely remember the playground. I'm also an awkward introvert. Not at all. And I don't, I mean, God, that was kind of a rude question to ask you right away, though. I loved it, I mean, though. You were just like, you just got right to it. Right. I mean, I don't do surfacey very well. I do do depth much better. And I think at the time... I was, so that would have been 2014. So Isabel's a little bit older. She's about two. And I think it was, she was two at the time. And I think it was very top of mind for me. Like, are we going to have another one? Are we going to have another one? It was like, I was interviewing everybody on the street. Like, (laughs) should I have another one? Are you going to have another one? If you're going to have one, then I'll have, you know, like, (laughs) so I remember that was like a big topic at the time. But I remember that you told me that that was, that you were a graphic designer. And I thought that that was very cool. And Fernando, our producer and my husband, was also like toying with the idea of being a graphic designer at that point. So I remember thinking, oh, I bet I could pick her brain. And um, yeah, and then I remember we hung out at the the fundraiser yes. that they were having. Yes. And we sat at the at the bar and hung out. And it was when they were like raffling off like gift baskets and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And that was where we got a little bit more deep. And I think that was where you decided, like, I could be invited to the group. Oh, please. I could it be was invited. always part of my plan. Yeah, I could be invited to the group. And then we went to Iron Hill. <laughs> Nachos. I mean, when was the last time? So good, right? It's been so long. But that was, like, really where our friend group kind of blossomed. Iron and Hill. Became a thing. And yeah. nachos. And I remember getting there and I got all dressed up, like, as if I was going on a date. And um, I remember one of our friends, who shall remain nameless, showed up. And sat down and just blurted out like very choice words. And I was like, I am in. I love these groups. Because I was a little bit worried that it was going to be, you know, I don't love the mom culture that's like, well, you know, little Jimmy is starting his Latin classes right after his ballet. And then, you know, and where it feels like it's a constant comparison game. I, I, having even one kid is, is really hard for me. Parenting doesn't necessarily come easy. So I was really grateful to find a group of people who were willing to talk about the hard stuff. 
But like 98% of the time, we don't even mention our kids, which is also part of- We never hang out with our children either. Like they're not allowed to hang out. There's certain friends that it's like, I'll call them up when we're going to the playground. And I mean, you and I don't live super close anymore. So, um, you know, there's there's friends that it's like our kids are friends. We meet up and our kids know each other. They they get along when we do hang out. But most of the time it's like, yeah, no, it's just the moms yeah, tonight. It's just the moms. And Although, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, and we just all really hit it off. You know, I think being moms with kids similar ages um, is certainly the common thread that brought us all together. But our little group of like eight of us that have a have a text thread we really just connect on so many different levels. And then throughout our friendship journey, like we had some career changes and things. So mm-hmm. I had um, co-founded Curious & Company, my uh, boutique branding design firm, way back in 2010. So before mm-hmm. I had my first child. And when you and I met, you were like, not corporate, but like nonprofit. I mean, yeah. you, were, you were fancy. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the button downs. Like you always were dressed super polished at the daycare pickup. And I'd be like, oh, I just worked from, you know, my dining room table. I got jeans on. I was. I was in kind of the corporate, yeah, the executive, well, at that time, executive nonprofit world. But yeah, I was running the rat race. You know, I was was the head of a nonprofit in Philadelphia and it was really beautiful, inspiring, amazing work. I'm still in touch with so many people that I work with and the students that I worked with. But it well, I was burnt out. Yeah. I was the mom, like you talked about, you know, um, the other day going into your exercise class and getting there at like 5.59. I was the mom that I was taking the train and I was trying to get in from the city. And I was like coming into the daycare at 5.59. Like, I'm here. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The train is late. And um, super burnt out. Yeah. So. And I remember, like, I have a strange photographic memory for certain details. But there was one time, I think it was... 2016, that we were at Iron Hill eating nachos. I remember Mm. the booth we were sitting in when all of a sudden you were like, guys, I think because it was us and another friend who has her own business. We're all very different types of businesses, but you were just like, guys, I think I'm going to quit my job and become a professional organizer. And we're like, what? Mm. Like, where did this come from? But we started like talking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this idea. Mm. Like, you know, we, we mentioned in our first episode a bit about KonMari, but some people might not know what that is. If you want to kind of quickly describe like how you found this world of professional organizing and the KonMari method. Yeah, it's really funny because um, we would do these team building activities at work and we would have like silly, you know, icebreakers. And one of them would be something like, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? And somebody might say, oh, I'd be, you know, in a rock band, a drummer, and I'd be like, I'd be a professional organizer. I would organize things and get paid for it. And everybody was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And deep down, I was like, I'm sort of serious. Like, I would rather organize our supply closet than like run a board meeting and raise millions of dollars like I'm doing now. So it was always like a little glimmer. And then I started doing some research and bought some books and I even like hired a business coach and media and realized that like, wait a second, I think I, this could actually be a career. And then around that time, Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, came out in 2014. And it really kind of took the world by storm. Um, a friend of mine from that was living in Japan at the time actually sent me a, like a bootleg PDF. <laughs> like, wow. A PDF. Black market. <laughs> Black market. I know. I feel like I'm going to be taken away to like Conmari jail for revealing this. But I read it, a bootleg PDF. And it was really amazing. But I kind of put it on the back burner. But then when I was exploring this... 
it just so happened that she was going to start training consultants to do this around the world. And so I was with my business coach and media at the time. And he was like, get out that business credit card, lady. You are going to New York City. And I was in the first class of trainees. And it's, you know, that was in 2016. I gave notice at my job. And uh, six months later, I was off to the running in mm-hmm. 2017. I had my launch party and you and all the ladies came. I remember. All the Iron Hill Nacho ladies came. <laughs> there were no nachos at the party, which there was kind of disappointing been. if I'm honest. should have been. No. It's not a good finger food. For, it's not. No. No. A little messy. It's not. <laughs> um, it sparks joy, but it's messy joy. So, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we were in some similar networks together. Yeah. And I always love—I mean, I always loved planners, but I also— just always wanted to find a way to create something like love the branding work that we do for our, you know, small business clients, but just always felt like I wanted to do something else with my design background. And I loved all of the things that you taught me. You know, we worked together a couple of times. You were one of my practice clients. Yeah. You helped me like really get um, all of our clothes organized. Like I still use your folding method, you know, to this day, I use the folding methods that you taught me. Um, Obviously, I need to get my laundry under control a little bit more. Um, (laughs) Work in progress. Yes. But I eventually came up with this idea for a planner, which eventually became called the Balance Bound Planner, which you helped me name because my business partners and I, like, we were having such a hard time coming up with a name for it. At one point, I was like, I feel like I want the word balance in there. And we had all these things that we were throwing around. And then you mentioned Balance Bound. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. It's perfect. It's not just like, yes, you're bound for balance, but at the same time, it's a play on the word, um, you know, the different binding, how you, yes, how a planner is bound, literally. Um, And it just, it was perfect. It came into play with the word boundaries that we focus a lot on. So, Mm. you know, and with our businesses, with your organizing business and your course and, and with my planner, we've always been able to just like sit down and help each other with ideas. And there's a lot of overlap, even though we're doing very different things. You've been a customer of mine. I've been a client of yours. And last year, I think we were just like going on and on one day. And we were like, we should turn this into a podcast. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to remember who, oh, and the, so give, the bound was so good because that had been like a failed business that I had wanted to do before because I was going to do these things like wedding bound. Like when I was planning our wedding, I created a binder And I wanted to create a business that was wedding binders and it was going to be wedding bound and baby bound and home bound. And it was a total field that I was never going to do anything. So I was like, here, take bound. Now it's like, Are you sure I can have it? (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember meeting in that playground and you being like, I'm a graphic designer. And now you are my graphic designer (laughs) and you've done my website and my logo and my colors and, you know. We're so ingrained. And what we talk about, the heart of it is exactly what we're talking about here. The whole idea of good enough-ish and really trying to figure out, you know, how to, and like you talk about in Balance Bound, we're not trying to achieve balance. No. Right? We never will. No. Even the name Balance Bound is almost tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of a not a joke, but it's like, well, there's no perfect balance. It's it's more juggle bound, like, or yes. the juggle, juggle my life planner. But yeah, the idea is that you're always working towards balance, but every single day is different. Some days are worse than others. Um, you know, some days we're just doing the minimum effective dose to get by. Yeah. Um, and we are not perfect. As people who are in these industries that, you know, sometimes the planner world can be very precious and 
um, you know, we certainly, our Instagram grid, I try to make it look beautiful, but I also try to make sure that people see like my actual planner, which is a mess. Yeah. Because that's how my brain works. And, you know, you keep it very real. You're like, no, no, you know, those rainbow bookcases are beautiful, but like that's probably not realistic for people who actually need to find their books based on topic or, you know, like yeah. we just kind of, we seen what, we've seen what else is out there and we respect it and we admire it, but that's not always us. So we kind of yeah. wanted to bring something else to the table that blends our businesses and our friendship and here we are. Yes. It's interesting that you use the word admire because that's exactly the word that I was just thinking about because when you started talking about doing this plan are very similar to that Iron Hill nacho moment when I was like, I think I'm going to quit my job and become a professional organizer. And you were all like, yes, do it. Because you could see that glimmer in my eye of like, I think she actually wants to do this. I loved that with the planner, it would have been really easy for you to say, I have this idea, and but it's just such a busy time and two little ones at home and blah, blah, blah. But I could see you were going to make it happen. And it was really fun to watch it happen and see the prototypes and see the ups and the downs and the figuring it out. And it's so amazing. Like we're both sitting here with our balance bound planners, like open to the date. Every single, all my clients use them because I recommend them all the time. We're in a mastermind community, well-struck, and a half of the people on the call the other day were in their balance bound planners. So I I admire that so much about you and our friend group because like we're go-getters, um, but at the same, same time, we place so much value on us and our friendship. And it's so cool. Yeah. And yeah. it's been fun to like follow Love each other's fest. journey. Not I, to be all like bachelor, you know, the bachelor. Yes. Like, this has been a wonderful journey. Um, but it is exciting to be on the journey together and and cheer each other on and um yay. <laughs> I do have to backtrack just for a second though, because we were talking about how we don't hang out with the kids. I did hang out with your kid once, Paige. Um let me remind you. Not that, once, but the time well, I babysat. Right. There was like one time I was in a bind. I had an appointment and my mom, who lives nearby, wasn't available to watch Paige. And you were like, I can totally come over. You sent it out to the text group. Yes. Like an, a bat signal. Like bat we signal. call it the bat, bat signal. Like, Who can babysit my daughter like right now? I can be there. And so this was pre-COVID. Yeah. So it was at least two and a half years ago. Paige is now six and does not have memories of like <laughs> things we did a year ago. <laughs> But last night at dinner, no, she didn't. When I mentioned that I was recording this podcast with you today, she was like, um, "Miss Amanda babysat me that time and brought that Play-Doh bakery cupcake maker." Like that was two and a half years ago, yeah. and she still remembers it. Like she was three and a half. First of all, kudos made to me for bringing the Play-Doh cupcake maker. Like at last minute, like that that was a clutch move, babysitter on my of, part. of the year. Yeah, yeah. I had that, that, those two hours with Paige were like some of the best two hours of my life. First of all, if, I don't know if any of you are going to have access to a picture of of Paige. She's freaking adorable. Like that, well, Brooke and I are both going to be millionaires and Brooke's going to be a millionaire because Paige is going to be like, you know, <laughs> the, uh, I want to say JCPenney model. JCPenney doesn't exist anymore. Does it? It exists. It does? Yeah. Anyway, I don't think you're going to make millions with Paige being a JCPenney model, but so. anyhow, she's freaking adorable. And so I spent two hours babysitting her. It was such a treat. And we made cupcakes, but... Play-Doh cupcakes. Play-Doh cupcakes. Yeah. So that's good enough-ish. <laughs> I'm not going to make real cupcakes with your kid. I'm no. not that good. And I taught her how to cure the hiccups. Yes. She still uses that which trick. Which she still uses the quick. Which, so that all of you listeners, all four of you, mom, <laughs> friends, you drink water. When you have the hiccups, you drink water. 
keep it in your mouth, flip upside down. Paige needs to perfect her technique a little bit because she doesn't do the full upside down flip. And then you swallow while upside down works Mm -hmm. every time. She's been working on it. So I think her technique as a six-year-old is going to be significantly improved over a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just needed to highlight that because... I mean, that was a good, that was a good time with well, Paige. Well, next time I can get you two together, I will make sure that she shows you her technique. Yeah. Yeah. But I was trying to remember this podcast idea. I think we both just got that glimmer in our eyes. One of us said, we should do a podcast. Yeah. I, was like, I think <gasps> we had yes. both had some experiences, um, you know, being interviewed for some other podcasts and loving it. Yeah. And just realizing, like, I could talk for days about yes. some of these things. And... I mean, I feel like I kind of like subliminally always thought we should have a podcast together, but I waited <laughs> until you suggested it. Well, it's like, also, yes, that sounds like a great idea, Amanda. Also, we started getting into sending each other voice memos. Yes. I'm a huge fan of Boxer and WhatsApp. We need to talk about that in the Spark Joy segment at some point because I sent one of my closest friends, um, you know who you are. She's the, the fifth person listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, lives in Spain, and so our time zones aren't matched up. And so we send voice memos back to each other almost all the time, every day. And so you and I started doing that on WhatsApp. And I think that kind of got us thinking like, wait a second, we're talking about some fun stuff. Like, mm-hmm. let's just press, press record. Yeah, I look forward to those anytime I see, because you're really the only person I do the voice memos with on like a regular so basis. I do them sometimes with my best friend who lives in Austria, but we end up just texting each other more. But um, yeah, I would look forward to those so much because there's just something different about reading a text or a back and forth text conversation versus like a full stream of consciousness talking into my phone for five minutes and then Mm -hmm. sending it to you and knowing that you can listen to it whenever is convenient for you. And like, I would always be making my tea at night after my kids were in bed. And like, I would always give the qualifier because <laughs> always I would be, <laughs> I'm not peeing. I'm not peeing <laughs> because I would be pouring the tea into the mug while I was talking to you because of course, you know, we're productivity junkies. I would always be multitasking. I'm like, by the way, I'm pouring my tea. I'm not peeing. I feel like <laughs> if you don't say that in the future, I will think maybe she is peeing. <laughs> maybe this is because the time. she didn't say, <laughs> she has brought the phone into the bathroom. <laughs> Listen, I have some boundaries. No. I mean, that would be totally fine. Yeah. I always tell my friend, like, you know, she's like, oh, you're going to judge me for this. I'm like, honey, if you murdered somebody, I would show up in jail, like, with a plate of cookies. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what friends are for. I know. And here we are. And here we are. It's so much fun. So and that's a little bit about us. That's that's us. That's, that's our, our meet story. cute. Our meet cute. And I think it's a great time now to take a little break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Sounds good. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. All right, Brooke, it's your turn this week. We are talking about what's sparking joy for you. And just for a little bit of context, sparking joy is the foundation of the KonMari method. Yes. We basically use that to decide what sparks joy in our homes, friendships, jobs, everything. So what's sparking joy for you right now? So this is kind of silly, but... As will be most of the things that we talk about on this podcast. Honestly, because right now, especially (laughs) in life, it's the little things. (laughs) And one of the things I always 
hated about like having a home printer was buying the ink. Mm. You know how annoying that is? Like, it is. yes, you can buy it in bulk, but it's kind of expensive. And so I would only ever buy it when I needed it. And of course, you always need it like at like 11 p.m. Yes. when you need something for the next morning or you need something printed and you run out of ink. And as a graphic designer, it's really important for you to have that. Yeah. Want, and yeah, I mean, I don't print that much stuff at home, like not for our clients, but I print out all the order forms for Balance Bound before I ship an order. So I use my printer a fair amount. Yeah. So I just have like an HP 4500, um, you know, Hewlett Packard printer that I got, I feel like I got it for free years ago with my um, iPad or yeah, not iPad. Deal. You know how sometimes you get like free okay. freebies when you spend, you know, several thousands of dollars at, at the Apple store. <laughs> so I got this um, HP printer and I signed up for HP Instant Ink, which I rave about this thing to everyone. Basically, they charge me a very small fee per month. Um, it's connected to my internet. So when my ink is low. Beautiful. It automatically sends them a notification to send me more ink. Yes. And then it just arrives at my house. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. Yes. And I don't actually care how much they're charging me a month. I could look no. it up on my credit card bill. I, I feel like it's like $5. doesn't matter. And I get like a certain number of printouts per month. Um, but that's their way of tracking when I need ink again. Oh. So it's a super small... Joy Sparker. Yes. But it's something that comes into play way more often now that I'm aware of it because going to buy ink used to be one of my least favorite things. I don't know why. I can't explain why. But I can tell you that this has taken that annoyance mm -hmm. out of my life mm -hmm. and I love it. So if you have an HP printer, mm. look into their HP Insta Instant Ink um, you can find it on their website. Mm -hmm. I don't get any kind of referral or anything. Maybe I should. Mm -hmm. um, but this is just something that I really enjoy. I've used it for years, and I think it's amazing. Yes. I love that. And it really taps into the whole concept of one less thing. Yeah. I'm always trying to find, how can I have, do you have a tool or whatever, an automated script that's just going to think one less thing. Yes. It's one less thing. It's also a future, it's doing my future self a favor. Yes. We have another one of those tips for this episode. But it's it kind of um it checks all the boxes. Yeah, yes. I love it. I love it too. You told me that you did this a long time ago and I think it's so brilliant. We do a lot of like you know, we love like we'll probably talk about this in a future episode, but we love who gives a crap toilet paper and Billy razors mm -hmm. and even my vitamins are on auto refill, but this is even smarter because it's doing it. It's like communicating. Yes. It's take so Love it. Love it. Now, you're. we're going to also talk about doing your future self a favor. We have a new one today. Yes. I want to talk about one of my other besties. She owns the company Color Guru. Her name's Jeannie Stiff. She actually lives pretty close to us. I think you and her might get to meet soon. Yeah. I've never met Jeannie, but you have talked about her for a few years, and I finally reached out to her, and I was like, we need to get coffee. I didn't... I don't think I realized that she lived so close to us. I knew that you knew her through like the business circuit. Yeah. I've heard her um, business advertised on podcasts and she's doing amazing work. But yes. tell us what she does. Yeah. So it was funny. We met on Instagram and it turned out she lived 25 minutes away from me. So we ended up becoming friends in real life. And I, for some reason, I had always been fascinated by, by this idea of color. Like what are the best colors for you based on your complexion? And I remember reading references like winter, autumn, like that sort of thing. And I knew I was a winter, I think. I knew there was this whole like 
cool and warm and something about looking at your veins and seeing what they look like. Yes, I know Brooke's oh, looking at her veins. Weird. There's something about, it's like, do you have cool undertones or warm undertones? And I knew all of that. And I knew like, for example, that I could wear black. A lot of people actually think black is like a color that anybody can wear. No, not so. That's one way to make Jeannie really mad is to make that statement. Okay. I'm allowed to wear black. I also knew I was allowed to wear fuchsia. One of my friends one night, we did this funny, like she has, she's very peachy. So she's warm and I'm cool. And it was crazy. Like we would hold things up to ourselves and like I would hold a peach up to me and I would look like a corpse. <laughs> she would hold it up to her and she would look like a goddess or, you know, so it was really strange. So anyway, I found her and it's awesome because you get such an instant win. You can go on and you can um, basically send her photos of yourself so that she can get a really good sense of your complexion and your eye color, natural light. And then she will send you back, you know, this is your color. I am a moonlit winter, which is incredibly <laughs> romantic. <laughs> and I basically have a color card that I can take with me everywhere. Whenever I go shopping, I have a clothing card and a makeup card. And now all the clothes that I own are perfect for my complexion and they all kind of really go together. So that is like totally do your future self a favor because, you know, once you have that done, it becomes kind of your Bible and yeah. you can really do a lot of decluttering in your closet and get rid of stuff that just doesn't work. Yeah. You had told me about this a few years ago. And then, like I said, I've been hearing Jeannie's ads and following her on Instagram and seeing, you know, her success. And I really want to do it. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm definitely going to because, you know, over quarantine and, and the last two years of pandemic living, like I've bought a lot of leggings and a lot of sweats and things. And I'm kind of like, okay, getting a little bit back into the real world probably could use a wardrobe refresh, but I don't want to be buying the wrong thing. Yes. And I was even, I was at Target the other day. Target. Target. Again. I mean, I'm just probably going to mention them on every episode, yeah. but I just love part of your life. They, are, yeah. they, they really are. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I had heard about this, uh, this blush that I wanted to try out. It's like a Pixie. Pixie's the brand and they have like this blush stick. And I went to Target and I was going to pick it out and I was reaching for the color that looked like what the rest of my, my blushes look like. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I really shouldn't buy this until I have my colors done by Jeannie because- yeah. I don't know if this is flattering on me and I don't want to waste the money. So it's something I'm going to do soon. Um, and because I think it's going to save me money, it's going to save me frustration when yes. I open my closet and I'm like, I don't like how this looks. Like you and I have fairly similar coloring. I know. I wonder if you're going to be a moonlit winter. I do wonder because my eyes have a little bit more green in them I and, and I don't know. So I will be so interested to figure out what my colors are. Um and yeah, and it, it'll probably help me weed out some of my wardrobe too. As well, I, yeah, because it we do all this hard work. You know, we're trying to find the right creams and the makeup and the da-da-da-da-da. And then you throw on a shirt that completely doesn't do anything for you. And you've kind of, you know, canceled out like all the hard work that you did. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I'm rounding. I'm turning 45 this weekend. <gasps> I need to know that. I know. So um, I... You know, you don't want to do all the things up here. And then, like, for example, it's very subtle. Like, I'm only allowed to wear a very crisp, crisp white. Mm. Can't wear cream. 
not good. I am wearing wearing cream right now, <laughs> Brooke, so I truly wonder. May, there may be a violation in action happening as we speak, if in fact you are a winter. I'm a little nervous to meet up with Jeannie for coffee. I'm like, what am I going to yeah, wear? It's so fun to meet up with her in person because inevitably, in fact, the very first time that I met her, I remember you love teal. She was wearing like a teal yeah. dress, beautiful wrap dress. And Every single time I meet her, somebody compliments her on her colors. It's hysterical. It's like they know. They're like, oh my God, that's such a great color on you. She's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It is, isn't it? Yeah. See, I'm nervous. Uh, Yeah, I'm nervous that I'm going to have to get rid of my whole wardrobe. Like I do, I love teal. I love me some jewel tones. So most of my wardrobe is jewel tones. I do have a lot of black. People have always told me I look good in black. Yeah. I think you might just need to lose the cream. Oh, man. I know. I know. That's okay. All right. All right. All right. It's all right. I have to give it to one of our other friends. But yeah, so this is definitely a favor that I have to do to myself, um, to future me. And, and, you know, hopefully it'll help me make those decisions when I'm shopping, have less waste, because I think that that's something, you know, I I don't want to be buying fast fashion that then I end up this color, you know, realizing this color doesn't look right on me and I get rid of it. I I really don't like to be wasteful when it comes to clothing and fashion. So I think, um, and that's something that Jeannie mentions in in her, um, you know, branding and on Instagram, like you just have a lot more items that you actually will wear. Yeah. Because they fit with your palettes. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I got into this work too, is because I really wanted to help people shop more responsibly and fewer things, higher quality things. And so her and I, yeah, we, um, she's awesome. So I can't wait for you to get your colors. My guess is a winter, but I'm not Jeannie. So which winter are you? I forget. I'm moonlit, moonlit. So there's another, but like there's three winters, three winters, three falls, and there's just slight, like they each have, I'll let whatever you'll learn, but each one has the same, like all the winters can wear the same colors, but um, some of the colors are pop more than others. Okay. Yeah. So like, for example, yellow for me, the specific yellow, um, like for the photo shoot that I had this week, I chose like an amazing yellow blazer, bright, bright yellow. And it looks awesome. I'm so excited to be able to wear like bright, bright yellow. I don't think I have ever in my life worn yellow. Like I have one kind of gold shirt that I bought recently and I was like, I don't know if this is my color. So I'll be so interested. Yeah. Maybe it's a subtle. yellow. It's got to be the right yellow. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and I love exciting. color. So it's very strange that I feel like I should have worked with Jeannie years ago because I, you know, I love color. Yeah, in you're a graphic design. designer. Yeah. Right. But it's so different in the design sense, like designing on a page or designing a color palette for a brand versus like what actually looks good on me. So. Now you're the canvas. You are the blank <laughs> canvas. Blank canvas. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see. I will report back once I talk to Jeannie, um, once I actually hire her to do my colors. And I'm right. definitely going to do the package that allows me to get my makeup colors yes. as well. Because, Key. Yeah. Because like when you take your card and you like, I take my makeup card to CVS and I hold the blushes up next to it and you think, oh, this one's about, about right. And it's like, oh my God, that's so orangey. When you hold it up to what you're supposed to be wearing, you can see, ooh, that's really different. And then you find the one that's right and you're like, oh, that's right. And then you put it on and you can see it's very subtle, but it makes a huge difference. So I All can't right. wait. That's your homework. Okay. Check. Check. Consider it done. All right. So that's our... Do your future self a favor. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. 
Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.